Welcome to another episode of Reverend G's Words of Encouragement. I am delighted that you have decided to listen in to my sermons today. I pray that something is said that will just touch you in a special way and encourage you on this journey. As I always like to say, my sermons are short, sweet, and impactful. So please, listen to today's show. Is there something you've learned and liked? Please feel free to share it with family and friends and everywhere on your social media. Thank you and enjoy the show. First, giving honor to God, thanking God for this wonderful opportunity to stand before you on this morning to declare to you what God has placed on my heart. Thankful for the pastor and this opportunity to preach the word, praying for him as he recovers. Thankful for the church and all of your love and, and all of your support as well. Thankful for my family this morning, not able to be here this morning, but prayer for their streaming. Good morning, family. And uh, just certainly humbled by this opportunity this morning. As always, don't pr- promise to be before you long, so I'm just going to go ahead and jump straight into this morning's scriptures. And uh, this morning's scripture is going to be coming from Exodus, uh, the 17th chapter, and we're going to begin reading from the first verse, Exodus, the 17th chapter. you look there, you'll find these particular verses or these words. All the congregation of the people of Israel moved on from the wilderness of sin by stages, according to the commandment of the Lord, and camped at Rapidium, but there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore, the people quarreled with Moses and said, give us water to drink. And Moses said to them, why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted there for water, and the people grumbled against Moses and said, why did you bring us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? So Moses cried to the Lord, what shall I do with these people? For they are ready to stone a brother. I mean, they are ready to stone me. (laughs) And the Lord said to Moses, pass on before the people, taking with you some of the elders of Israel and taking your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock at Horeb and shall strike the rock and the water shall come out of it and the people will drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he called the name of the place Masha and Marabah because of the quarreling of the people of Israel and because they had tested the Lord by saying, it is the Lord among, is the Lord among us or not? Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you this morning and we thank you for this service. Now we've come to a point in time and place for your word to be delivered, Lord God. I ask that you would give this humble man the strength to deliver it just as you've given it to me, Lord God. That these words would touch the hearts and the minds of your people, that we would leave here different than the way we came in. It is in Christ's magnificent name I pray, amen, amen. and amen. Before I give you the subject this morning, I want to kind of set the stage of an event that happened in my life that kind of helped me focus a little bit on today's sermon. Uh, 
And in order to do that, I need you to get in the car along with me this morning. And maybe you can relate to what I'm going to say, but I, I want you to travel with me because it kind of reflects a kind of typical day here in the northern Virginia area. So come on, get in the car and put on your seatbelt with me. Buckle up. Please don't touch the radio because I have my gospel station on. And if you can refrain from eating, I will certainly appreciate it. But imagine this day, you're, you've, you've had a hard day at work, and you're on 95, and uh, you're stuck in traffic, and it's a hot day. And, and, and you ever been to that point where you can see your exit, but you can't get to it? And so there I was, right there on the Aquaquan Bridge. I could see the exit. I mean, it was literally like less than a quarter of a mile in front of me, but I was just stuck in traffic and I couldn't go nowhere. And I said to myself, I see the emergency lane open. I'm in a hurry, so this has to be an emergency. But then your mind begins to ponder. My memory, you're in the car along with me. And your mind begins to ponder about what's going to happen if you get into that emergency lane. Yeah, your first thought is, uh, if I get over in the emergency lane, the police is going to see me and give me a ticket. Then my second thought is, just my luck, the pastor would be in one of those lanes. <laughs> and so as I'm pondering there, and I decided not to go into the emergency lane, but waiting for my exit, the car phone rang, rings. And yes, I said car phone and not cell phone. It may be hard to imagine, but back in the day, you actually had to have your phone mounted in the car. So the car phone rang, and it was my daughter on the other end. This was years ago. It was my daughter on the other end. And I could tell that she was having a panic moment in her life. She says, Dad, I've been outside playing all afternoon. It's hot, and I'm so thirsty, and I need something to drink. And she said, Dad, I went to the refrigerator. I opened up the refrigerator and there was no bottled water in the refrigerator. It was a crisis in her life. <laughs> and, in my, and, and, and in my life, I, have, I wear many hats just like all of us do. There's a preacher hat, there's a father hat, and there is a military hat that I have on most of the time. And so in a loving voice, I, I said to my daughter, I said, baby, if you turn around, you see the sink behind you. There's a lever above the sink. If you push that up, water will come out. Now, I don't know if we were disconnected or she hung up on me, but somehow uh, the phone went dead. Water is so important. I said that to lead into the, to this morning's subject, and that is thirsty for more than water. Thirsty for more than water. It is interesting to note that about 71% of the earth's surface is covered with water. Americans spend more than $11 billion on bottled water. Just recently as a church, we learned or we supported the world vision to help those who walked like six kilometers for some drinkable water. 
A quick search of the Bible reveals that water is mentioned over 600 times. So it's, it's not so big a leap to realize the importance of water in our lives. And that's what this morning's sermon is going to be about, but it's going to take more than water to get us where we need to be. So before I dissect the 17th chapter a little bit, I need to just back up to the 16th verse so you understand where we are in the text this morning. For back in the 16th chapter of Exodus, you will find that the Israelites are complaining about the food that they were receiving. They were getting manna from on high, and they had been eating for 40 years. They were getting quail, some really good kind of food, but they were complaining about the situation. And so now we find ourselves here at the 17th chapter. And one of the interesting things, as you began to read this particular, this particular passage of Scripture, you'll see that the, the, the first verse talked about uh, they were coming out of the wilderness of sin. Now, you have to pause there because when I, when I see the term wilderness of sin or anytime you see the term sin, our mind automatically goes to disobedience. But in particular, in this particular place, this was actually a geographical spot on the ground. It was an actual location that they had found themselves in. Let me do a quick sidebar here. Can you imagine if you were applying for a church job and they said, hey, where have you lived for the last 10, 15 years? And you put on there, I lived in the wilderness of sin. How do you think your application would go forward? <laughs> or someone at the job asked you where you and the family were going on vacation. You said, hey, I'm going to pack up everybody. We're going to spend seven days at the wilderness of sin. <laughs> I say that, but I want you to place that on the back of your mind as we travel a little further. So there are some other interesting points in this particular passage. Uh, the, the, the staff that he's going to be used is used at the Nile. Horeb is the place at the burning bush. But I think we have to understand that they were traveling a long way. They were going on some distance. And unlike you and I, when we're going somewhere, I guarantee you most of us probably have a bottle of water in our car. If we're going on a bicycle ride, we might strap the bottle down underneath because we feel we're going to need to quench our thirst. So imagine being in a desert arid environment where you've done all this traveling, all you can think about is, man, when we get to the next place, I can't wait to get a drink of water. But only to get there, and then recognize or realize that there is no water to drink. And it's human nature that when things don't go the way we want them to go, somebody's got to take the blame. Am I right about it this morning? Oh, we might as well be transparent. Somebody's responsible for the water not being where it needs to be. And ergo, if Moses is the leader, now forget about all that other stuff that Moses had already done for God. Isn't that how the enemy is? The enemy could cause you to focus so much on the current crisis that we forget the crisis that God has already brought us through. They had forgotten about Pharaoh's army that was drowned in the Red Sea. They had forgotten about the quail and the manna that they had already eaten all these years. 
They had forgotten about the bricks that they had to make without straw. They had forgotten about all the plagues that God had brought to deliver them from slavery. But that's how the enemy is. Your current situation can be magnified so much that we forget where God has brought us from. So they begin to go to Moses, and, 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 and so they want to vector in on Moses and say, Look, why did you bring us out here? We are thirsty and there is no water. You brought us out here for our children to die, for us to die. And not only that, you brought us out here for our livestock to die. And you don't mess with a man's livestock. And so Moses, Moses asked a real good question. Why are you quarreling with me? And why are you testing God? Right? I mean, sometimes that's how you have to break it down to folks. Are y'all with me this morning? When people bring you issues, and it's not your issue, why are you bringing it to me when God can fix it? I can pray for you, but I got to pray to the same God that you need to be praying to. The same God that brought you out is the same God that brought me out. So he asked that question, or those two questions to them. But then Moses recognized he needed a little help. So he went to the Lord and he said, Lord, these folks that you put me in charge of, they were loving me one day, not so much the next day. Because they thought the water was the solution to their problem. Hmm? But it really wasn't in the water. But, Mo, but God gave Moses some instructions on what to do. I want you to get some folks. I want you to go here. I want you to do this. And then you will produce the water that is needed. That's how God is. He may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. And so you have to also imagine yourself in these circumstances and situations. I'm always trying to place myself in the text. And, and, and if I were on that journey and I was walking and, and just as I was talking about getting close to that exit, can you imagine you, you see this place and like, wow, I can't wait to get to the next house. I'm going to find me a big old mason jar, put some cold water in it, sit down under a tree and just have a good old time only to get there and to be let down. I submit to you, sometimes our journey has some let down moments. But I know a, I serve, we serve a God that is able to deliver us. Now let us go back to the place called wilderness of sin. Because I was once in the wilderness of sin. And I don't mean the geographical location. I mean my lifestyle. Are y'all women this morning? Sin had caused me to end up in the wilderness. And just like the Israelites, I quarreled with people. I argued with folks. Had all kinds of disagreements. And just like the Israelites, I blamed others for my current situation. Oh, Lord, have mercy this morning. I was tired and thirsting for more than just water. 
What I realized at a moment in time is that the sunny couldn't quench my thirst. Aquafina brought me no satisfaction because I found myself with no peace and no direction. Oh, yes, yeah, some had treated me wrong in life, and I could have used that as an excuse to continue on my current path. But then I became acquainted with some verses in the Bible that changed my life, thirsting for more than water. As a child, it may come as a surprise to you, but the house I grew up in, we didn't have any running water. I know it's kind of hard being here in Fairfax Station to mention that. But back in the day where I grew up, we actually had to leave the house, walk through the woods, and there was this old pump in the ground. I'm just talking about how I grew up. And, and we had to prime that pump. In other words, we had to take some water and put it into the pump to get some water out of the pump. But I tell you, when you tasted that water, it was like a wellspring of life. It was better than that fancy stuff you find in the store. But I said that to say all of that still did not quench my thirst. I was still thirsting for more than water. And one day at the church, I heard someone say these words. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. And then further along, I read somewhere in John, the fourth chapter, around the 13th verse, when Jesus was talking to the woman. Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water I will give him will never thirst again. The water that I will give him will become in a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I, not will be, so that I will not be thirsty and have to come draw water any longer. So I ask you this morning, what are you thirsty for? Only you know the answer to that question. Some thirst for knowledge, some thirst for power, some thirst for fame and glory, but I'm thirsting for more than water. I want God to fill my life each and every day. I want him to fill me up every day so that every day I can pour out what God has poured into me. That well that will never run dry. That's the well that we need to tap into. So maybe you're in a desert. And that desert doesn't have to be the wilderness of sin. But maybe you're in a dry spot. And maybe you thought the solution was over the hill and you made it over the hill only to find another hill. What will you do? Turn to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. What are you thirsting for this morning? I'm thirsty for more than water. I want to live a life that glorifies Christ. I want to live a life where the light shines, even in the midst of darkness. I'm in my trouble spots. 
when things aren't going my way, I can still praise the Lord. If they turn the lights out, I still want to praise the Lord. If the car doesn't start, I still want to praise the Lord. If they walk me out of my job tomorrow, I still want to praise the Lord. If I go to the doctor and I get bad news, I still want to praise the Lord. If I get stopped by the police for not speeding, I still want to praise the Lord. If the bills run behind, I still want to praise the Lord. If the election doesn't go the way I want it to go, I still want to praise the Lord. Are y'all with me this morning? Thirsting for more than water. God bless you. I want to thank you for joining in and listening to today's uh, sermon. I pray that it touched your heart and that it will encourage you uh, tomorrow, the day after, and any days in the future. So God bless and please feel free to come back and join us again. Thank you for listening.